1: Hey, howdy, hey, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst.
2: And I'm Dan Ratcliffe.
1: Hey, welcome to Thursday. Hope you're having a uh, good one. Dan and I was just talking before we went live about Ezra. Ezra and his wife, Abby, of course, having twins here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. We're talking about technology and how it's changed. Now, uh, Bethany is in
2: her middle 20s? She will be, how old will she be this year? She'll be 27 this year.
1: Is she that old? Yeah. My gracious. I thought she was younger than that. My oldest son, 33. So we, you know, they're, they're not that far apart, but they are technology. I remember when we had the, uh, the sonogram, the pictures, etc. And you, we were talking about how now, uh, even with the twins, Ezra and, and Abby, it's almost like a portrait. Yeah. Now we're back. It was like a psychiatrist's ink blots.
2: (laughs) And (laughs) I promise that's a child. I know it's not an alien. It's not a potato. It's a child.
1: And everybody, I mean, I, I'm wondering now if the people around us were lying when they said, oh yes, I see his nose or, oh yes, I see his face because I couldn't see it. Even when they said there, there, it's right there. And it's like, it doesn't even look like, like you said, it looks like an alien back back then but now uh technology is is unbelievable. It's so incredible. prayers for uh, Abby and the and the twins, two girls and uh we pray that uh you know no that prayers for Ezra up.
2: with two girls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that comes later. Yeah. That's later. Uh, oh, that's so funny. But anyway, prayers for them. We want uh, Abby to be uh um you know no complications and uh the birth to be quick and painless and He just all he needs is a catcher's mitt, Ezra, and he just kept pop. There's one pop. There's two. There you go.
2: Is that how they do it? Okay.
1: I know offense if you're a doctor out there, but I I noticed uh, with Caleb because he was born naturally, the other Mm -hmm. two were C sections. But then the the nurses did quite a bit until like the last two minutes. And then the doctor was the doctor comes in and he pulled out his catcher's mitt and caught Caleb and said, Hey, do you want to cut? I even cut the umbilical cord, which was cool, but you know, we paid him for that. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> Hey, why don't you pay me for you to do the work?
1: Okay. <laughs> he's back watching night court or something <laughs> on television. Night and Court. <laughs> Dr. Candace. It's time. What, what was it? Candace. Candace was his name. I don't think he's alive anymore, but, mm. but, um, anyway, it's just amazing. So prayers for, uh, Abby and uh, Ezra or Ernie, do you think, uh, have they picked out names for the girls one could be er- Ernie yes. or Nini yes, could have. be one of the names
2: uh, and he said what they were the other day and I can't remember what they were it's like Eve I think maybe one of them oh, Eve, maybe. Really? I don't I don't remember I,
1: you know, I don't we can remember. ask him when we when we have him uh, back on the show yeah just just prayers for them and yeah he is gonna need prayers later on as they grow me having boys it was you know from what I understand it's a whole different thing. And now with Caleb getting married and hopefully one of these days having children, uh, if if I have a granddaughter, it, it's over yep. because I know that she will have me wrapped around her finger. I will not say no unless it's harmful to her. Yeah. Uh, well,
2: whether it's a granddaughter or a grandson, you're going to be that way. Oh yeah. I'm that way with that. Sure, he attached. can do anything and I, you know, I don't care.
1: He's going to ask you for a motorcycle. Yep, there's going to be a motorcycle, a horse, a pony, yeah. uh, just whatever he wants
2: whatever you want.
1: And no doubt when he gets of that age, whatever that age will be, Disney will be, you guys will be at Disney Mm -hmm. and uh, taking him, rolling him through, or maybe he'll, you'll wait till he's a toddler. I don't know. What will you do? You think?
2: Well, they're, they're already talking about taking him down there. uh, And they're trying to figure out how to do it, you know, because right now they can get in because Kaylee works there. She can get them in very cheaply. But it's just a matter of getting down there from North Carolina. Okay, Bethany's trying to figure out. Yeah. You know, she don't want to drive 12 hours with him. In no. car,
1: but... Fly. And he's at the age where he still flies for free. I think it's, right. what, two and under or less than two or something? I think so. Speaking of Disney, Disney World Splash Mountain enjoyed its last ride this last Monday. Yep, Kaylee was but- there. It's done. Uh, They're going to call it. uh, They're going to put a new ride together called Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And it's inspired by the princess and and the frog. Now, this is the funny part of this. When I first read this, I thought Disney fans were bidding on trying to buy the old ride. But uh, I misread it. Uh, Disney fans now have taken to eBay to sell water they claim was taken from the ride itself.
2: Yep. Kaylee sent us that picture yesterday and (laughs) one of them they're trying to sell for twenty five thousand dollars. I saw that. I'm like, you got to be kidding me.
1: Hey, you know, if you're foolish enough to buy water that you think was in a ride twenty five
2: grand Boy, have we got something to sell you.
1: Well, hey, (laughs) call AM
2: radio station where you can do your own podcast or broadcasting.
1: Call Dan and I first before you <laughs> b- before you hit the uh, pay button yeah. on eBay on that, and we'll talk you through something else that you'd be interested in. Yeah, $4.25, $4. some prices, $199, almost $200 for the other. They may have even gone up since this story. Yeah. But uh, that's just ridiculous. That's like yeah. buying Elvis's Sweat. Somebody has Elvis's sweat in a bottle somewhere uh, and they, they, you know, sell it for some godly or or the or a uh, splinter from the cross that Jesus hung on. Give yep. me a break.
2: Supposedly. Yeah. Oh, boy. People uh, people are gullible.
1: But I thought when I like I said, when I first read it, I I thought they were dismantling the ride and they were going to possibly sell it. Wouldn't that be cool, though, taking something like that and putting it in your backyard? What would your neighbor say? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the neighbors, but the HOA certainly. <laughs> <get involved> quickly. <laughs>
1: Mr. Radcliffe, we understand you have Space or Splash Mountain in your backyard.
2: That is against the covenant rules.
1: Whatever. Speaking of Space Mountain, which was, uh, I remember when that first came back, came out in the 80s, which was, it was awesome. It's still awesome. But it was really awesome then. And you know, we took Jake a few years ago, and you know how tall he is. Yeah, and he's he's got those braces on his on his legs because he needs them or the AFOs. And last year, uh, a couple of years ago, when we went, I think it's been four years now. Uh, four years ago, I don't know if I ever told you or not. We got in the ride and rode it, and they couldn't get him out of the car because of his legs.
2: So he just had to stay on all day yeah. and just, just <laughs> keep riding.
1: Over and over. I tell you, Jake was not a fan of Space Mountain. i f- sure. Yeah. It freaked him out a bit, the flashing lights and the, you know, the way that, uh, you know, you, the roller coaster inside and, and the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, we all got out, and then there's Jake. And so they sent over a couple of uh, Disney folks, workers, and we finally pried him out of them. <laughs> He still he still talks about space mountain today so
2: Not in a good way probably either. No.
1: Study finds that if you walk a silly way, you'll burn more calories.
2: Well, what which, silly way in particular then?
1: Well, I guess one you make up. Which reminds me, I don't, have you ever seen that old clip from Monty Python's yes. Flying Circus, The Ministry of, of Silly, silly walks.
2: walks? Yes.
1: I had to, it I immediately went I said I've got to go back and see that again. If you go to YouTube, uh you can watch it, Monty Python. It's got to be from the 70s, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I saw it originally back in the day in the mid 70s, early 70s whenever it was. And uh it's still hysterical. Uh the ministry of silly
2: Walk. So yeah, John John Cleese does the main uh, part of it and he's uh, just hysterical.
1: Amazing. So yeah. there you go. So if you're if you're into burning calories and we know you are, Check out that video you could get. You know, as I watched that, I thought, you know, he didn't just lift his leg. He did some unbelievable moves with his legs and body. He probably couldn't do that today.
2: And I don't (laughs) know. Probably not. No, (laughs) it wouldn't be quite as funny today as it was back then. (laughs) Because he's got to be you know around 80 now so yeah
1: they take him to the chiropractor but he really did some uh uh aerobics would you say or yeah uh, and
2: some contortion too because yeah. the way he got his feet yes. oh yeah it was weird
1: and i wondered uh, i mean of course you know them putting that together they probably were in a room and talking about it and then they started demonstrating to each other yeah before they cut it and they're probably cracking up
2: oh i'm sure but, yeah
1: but I do you think that that was uh, and I just lost the word, you know, when you see a Broadway show, and, do you think that those were uh, uh, improvised uh, or yeah, improvised or was it Court choreograph- was it choreography choreographed choreographed do you think it was choreographed uh,
2: you know, he probably he probably thought through it and they probably talked through it and like, yeah, this one's really funny. You should end with this one. Yeah. Uh, but he could very well have improvised at least a couple of them just to, to get through and then, you know, finish with the one that they knew would be really funny.
1: Very funny. Very, yeah. very funny. Very I don't smart. care who you are. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, check out our website, faithtalkatlanta.com. We're we're coming up on the end of uh, January, which means Ministry Connection. And is it's, it's still Summit, isn't it? Still Summit with uh, J.D. Greer? Uh, yes,
2: yes it is. Summit, summit Life with J.D. Greer. And uh, you can go to faithtalkatlanta.com. Click on it, on his uh, his face there, and it'll take you and tell you all about Summit Life and how you can get involved with J.D. Greer.
1: Hey, and don't forget, if you'd like to listen to uh, Rick and Dan or uh, Dick and Don on Faith Talk Live, you can listen to us on podcasts, wherever you get your podcast for faithtalkatlanta.com. Or if you miss... An episode—it's right there. You can listen to it, and you won't miss a thing. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probes,
2: and I'm Dan Ratcliffe.
1: This is Faith Talk Live. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probes,
2: and I'm Dan Ratcliffe.
1: Hey, if you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live, look at those two cuties right there on the screen. It's Tiana and Scarlett. They're going to talk about a new book that they have. I'm going to have a good day. Ladies, how are you?
3: We are good.
2: Yeah. Good. good. <laughs> Scarlett, uh, we were talking before we went on about your awesome... Uh, are those pajamas or is that just an outfit or...
3: What is it's it? Just awesome. Looking. It's jammas. It's, it's like a little onesie, but she wears it everywhere. I'm it like, looks whatever.
2: really, really comfortable. <laughs> I, I
3: got you know. a unicorn. Yeah, you got it's a
2: unicorn. It's
3: a unicorn. No, she's got the reindeer. This is the reindeer, and then she has a unicorn.
2: Oh, she has a unicorn right. as well. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Rick, you and I need those for our interviews. I oh, think you would look awesome. Absolutely. And, and absolutely. You <laughs> did <you in> not <laughs> <Does>
1: Anyone? <know>? <laughs> <laughs> If anybody knows where we can get some, please let us know.
2: Adult size,
1: yeah, extra yeah. large, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, before we get into the book, because we have a lot of things to talk about today, you guys are rock stars. Uh, Scarlet, I noticed that you're missing some teeth. What What is the tooth fairy paying these days? Because all my boys, all my boys are men. Three now. bucks for a three tooth? bucks. Wow.
3: No, no three tooth I lost. And, then, and uh, oh, you
1: lost three teeth. teeth. Yeah. Okay.
3: When you lose a tooth, how much? How much did you get? Was it $20? <gasps> $40. 40 What?
2: <laughs> Man, the tooth fairy's rich these days. Wow. <laughs>
3: <Dolly>. <laughs> I'll
1: be back. I'm going to get a pair of pliers for yeah, my own teeth.
2: And right
1: uh, I'll be able to pay mortgage uh, <laughs> next month. <laughs> Well, i tell you what, you're such a sweetie there. We want to talk about uh, the new book. Tiana, tell us about the book and how this all came about.
3: Okay. Yeah. So the book is based on Scarlett and I and our our daily affirmations. We, I've always affirmed Scarlett, but when 2020 came, the um, pandemic was happening and then the Black Lives Matter movement happened, I've wanted her to actually start repeating them after me and um so it kind of just like blew up from there i've always just took videos and this was just me taking videos and just of our life and then it just happened to just blow up out of nowhere so the response we've got has been so amazing Uh, harper and collins and zonder kids came to us and was like we love your story this would be an amazing picture book uh to have in the community and stuff. So that's how it came about and then we did that in 2020 and it just came out yesterday was when it was um released in the stores. So now really you said cool. you
2: uh, made videos, you you're on TikTok and you have millions of followers and millions of views. T- tell me how you got started on uh, on TikTok and what the videos are about for those who have not yeah. seen you on TikTok.
3: Okay, yeah. So Like I said, back in, uh, when I was 15, I got my first camcorder and I would always, I was always videotaping everything. Yeah. And so... This just comes natural to me to to videotape and take pictures and stuff like that. So um, when TikTok was when the pandemic happened, my boys are older and they were on TikTok and I was like, "Um, I'm about to get on. They were like, Please do not do this to me.
2: (laughs) Don't do (laughs) it. I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it. So we got on there
3: and we just went on there as just me. It was just another platform for me to to do our like daily, just whatever. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And then it. And then um, as I started getting her to repeat them after me, I was like, somebody might can use this. So I started doing that. And then I started actually doing her hair because I don't know if you men know a lot about affirmations, but when you look in the mirror and you're like, I am successful, I am handsome, I have a lot of hair.
2: (laughs) (laughs) well, I don't say that very often. I have
3: hair.
2: Right, see?
3: So so having that, uh, when you actually do your affirmations in front of a mirror. It's like a whole different perspective because you're really looking at yourself. So um, it just kind of took off from there. So as Scarlett has grown up, cause this was when we started was 2020. So now she likes, what kind of videos do you like to do now? TikTok. Right. You like to do dances, the trend she'll come to me and she'll be like, mom, can we do this dance? And I'm like, okay
2: so
3: <laughs> right she has a teacher teach
2: how to do it yeah
3: in the video by herself so mom is in the background kind of you know sometimes I don't do it right and and I get told stay in character mother so
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah but we still we still do our affirmations mm. but it's I don't you know it's just a, a thing that we kind of go throughout our day and and just tape stuff and yeah awesome a lot of fun and I've taped my hair and my higher, Your <laughs> higher? country accent. Where'd
2: you get yeah. that accent, Scarlet?
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, where'd you get that country accent? Your mama? No, I got <laughs> it. Where who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we are from. We're originally from North Carolina, so that's where my country accent comes. in. I got from. you. My my <laughs>
2: daughter lives in North Carolina. I know that accent. So yeah, <laughs> well, love that
1: accent. Tiana and Scarlett with us. It's. I'm uh, going to have a, a good day. A book that's out. You can also check them out on. TikTok. The book came out yesterday. Uh, we'd love to talk to you again later on to find out the responses from yeah. that. Speaking of responses, and we would like to hear some of the affirmations as well. Okay. But uh, as far as TikTok, now help me here because I'm I'm an old guy, right? Okay. Uh, I've seen a few TikToks uh the, the, what i've noticed for tiktok is that you can watch what a good uh, t- uh 10 before you realize you've watched oh, more it. than
2: 10 you can oh, sit yeah. there for two yeah. hours and yeah
1: it's almost like eating uh, chocolate chips or something or exactly no, no. No oreos but uh do you know who's viewing i mean can you see wow the president's watching or do, <laughs> is there are there addresses on there so you know who's watching
3: <laughs> no unfortunately when you have a, a small following it tiktok has a new thing where you can see who's who's watching, but now, like, ours gets, like, you know, anywhere from, like, 200 to millions of views, so it's... But it's really cool. i have, like, a, a um, some Bella Hadid follows us, like, you know what I mean? I'll, mm-hmm. We look and see all these different um, celebrities that follow mm-hmm. us, so it's kind of yeah. cool, so...
2: Wow. Did you ever think it would get that big when you started this, Tiana? No,
3: not at all. I never went into this saying this is going to be a career, you know what I mean? It yeah. was just... I'm just doing what I have always done. And then it just kind of, I mean, literally went from zero to a million followers in, in like four months. And then we literally had 1 million followers in a week. Wow. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. That, that week was crazy. So 6 million followers on just one platform altogether. There's about 8 million followers on all wow. our platforms. Yeah. My gracious. Crazy, right? Yeah. What's really on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube is about. YouTube. We have like two hundred and twelve thousand or something
1: like wow. that. Wow, I'm gonna have to check that out now after the show. I'll check it out on YouTube and see see what's up. <laughs> Deanna and Scarlett with us. I'm gonna have a good day. Can you give us some of the some of your favorite affirmations? What uh, is
3: your favorite affirmation? Um, uh, I am beautiful. I oh. love. M- I love myself yes. and I love my girls. Oh,
2: perfect. <laughs> Good job.
3: She's so sweet. And she also now she she will affirm other people like her. Um, like if we'll be out somewhere, she'll tell the server or whoever, I love your hair. And then like oh. the look on their face is the sweetest thing. So she's got such an amazing heart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, definitely that Holy Spirit is mommy, for sure mommy, in this child. Mommy. Yes. Remember, um, Thomas was, sleep, sleep, um, sitting by himself and I
1: was crying. Yeah.
3: He was sitting must- by sit cause you didn't like him sitting by himself, but mm. he liked to sit by himself. Mm. I know that though, But yet her heart is just the sweetest, sweetest thing. So, yep. And then God loves us. That's in the book as well.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: so, scarlet
2: you are such a sweetie and you've got a voice that just is like a little angel
3: right i'm like please don't grow up because this, yeah. so <laughs> this is so sweet <laughs>
2: you just can't help it can you scarlet
3: right. it just keeps
2: happening
1: <laughs> well it's interesting that you say that about her uh, just uh, affirming other people because right. uh you know jesus said uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself so I guess the area when we get to where we're not doing that we we won't set out to affirm other people it's such a great book uh for kids or for people of any age to just to help them actually love other people right
3: right, and I feel like. I keep saying, I don't feel like this is only for the listener. I honestly feel, I have chills just thinking about it. I feel like it's honestly for the reader as well. You know, like we might have someone that, that has like low self-esteem that's reading it to their child. And then it's like, I'm kind, I'm beautiful. I, you know, so there's, um, I really feel like it is a book for all ages and I really feel like it's going to help a lot of people.
2: It's young. how, how, can parents start if that's not something that just came natural to them and they've right. been doing, how, how can they start it? Yeah. It's
3: just basically just, you are just, and you don't, it doesn't have to be like where you're looking in the mirror. Like for me, if I look at myself and I'm like, Oh God, I'm like, you are a beauty queen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and then for kids, it's just different things that you feel like they need, uh, like they don't feel like, mm-hmm. um, like, say, they don't feel kind that day. So, like, in the book, it talks about how Scarlett took her brother's game controller away. And at that time, she didn't feel like being kind. And then she remembers, I am kind. And she repeats those affirm- those affirmations. And then she goes and she hugs her brother. So, um, it's all about, like, incorporating what... I took Walker's. Yep, yeah, Walker's controller, you took it. And you were like, nope. And then you were like... <laughs> And them, it was man.
2: probably good for Walker to not play that right. game anymore, right? I mean, come on.
3: <laughs> they love their video games, don't they?
2: Yes, they oh, do. Yeah, yes, oh, they, yes do.
1: they do. And you know, I have a thirty. What is he? Thirty-three or thirty-four, and he still
2: plays games. So oh,
3: yes, her yeah, dad, yeah. her daddy, plays video games too, don't he?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. We don't outgrow it, apparently. I don't know what it is. No, no. <laughs> Tiana and Scarlett,
1: it's, uh, I'm going to have a good day. Check them out on uh, all the social medias there, t- uh, TikTok and the Facebook, uh, <laughs> etc. Scarlett, uh, what is that? Scarlett, uh, Gray Gray Smith. Smith. Yeah. Dot com is a great place to uh, go to. Uh, Tiana, we'd love to talk to you guys uh, in a few months to see what the response has been from, from the book. And I promise I'm going to go after the show and check this out on on YouTube because uh, I, I I didn't have a clue, but I'm excited about checking it out. I'm a
3: TikToker.
2: Yes. I'll check it out on TikTok. Yeah, so. dance. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah, we're all over the place. So definitely do that. And I will um, go check you guys out and share this and all that good stuff. And it was so nice meeting y'all.
2: Awesome. Nice, and nice Scarlett, place. you're a beautiful girl. Yes, you are. Pick it up, okay.
1: You are amazing. Woo! <laughs> Deanna and Scarlett, I'm going to have a good day. Check out the book. Check out everything there. ScarlettGraySmith.com. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Brooks.
2: And I'm Dan Ratcliffe.
1: This is Fake Talk Live. Hey, look out, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst.
2: And I'm Dan Ratcliffe.
1: Hey, what a pleasure to catch up again with Dr. Shirat He's the author of uh, Iran's Great Awakening and founder of Iran Alive. Doc, how are you? Well, very good. Great things are happening. Always good with the Lord, you know? Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Thanks for uh, hanging with us again. We remember talking to you last year. We wanted to catch up and uh, see uh, what's going on? Of course, uh, the book out, uh, Iran's uh, Great Awakening. Let's start right there. What's uh, What's been the response since it's been out? Well, it's a, it's a little bit prophetic
4: because I wrote it three years ago, and I review what happened the last 30, 40 years in Iran, spiritually, politically, and kind of prophesied what will be happening the next few years. And by the way, I'm not a prophet. I just cheat. I cheat from the Bible, you know. I say Iran will be a Christian nation. And they say, how did you get that? Where did you get that? I say, I stole it. I stole it. (laughs) Where did you steal it from? I stole it from the Bible, from the Lord. Jeremiah 49, verse 38 talks about Iran becoming a Christian nation. He says, I will set my throne there. So in my book, I prophesy or I review the prophecies. Let me put it that way. And then uh, talk about a, a strategy, how Iran will be changed. How will it be transformed to a Christian nation? And you know, the last few months, you see there are demonstrations uh, on the streets. Mm-hmm. the killings. Yeah. Iran is moving in that direction really fast.
2: Yeah, I just saw, as a matter of fact, saw a story today about how the uh, leadership in Iran are very upset about new sanctions that have started from the West because of uh, the way they're treating demonstrators uh what, seeing things going on there, how does that make you feel in your heart when you see what's going on there?
4: Well, thanks for asking It's two feelings, one, grieving with the pain of the
1: people
2: mm-hmm.
4: the families that have lost loved ones, most of them young people yeah, and i young I mean teenagers many many teenagers and even children over sixty children have been shot on the streets. So uh, that part of my heart grieves because God's heart grieves. But at the same time, when I see what God is doing spiritually to use that suffering to bring a nation to himself, to save a nation, that part of my heart rejoices. Say, God, thank you. You are the God that brings uh, salvation out of miserable and misery and even uh, the sin of the people, the injustice, the oppression that people have the government, the Islamic government, has you use it for good. Even the
1: bad things are used by the Lord for good. Right. Dr. Shariat is uh, the founder of uh, Iran Alive and uh, also the author of the book, Iran's Great Awakening. I love how you say you stole from the Bible and prophesying yeah. what's going on. You know, uh, growing up myself in America and in the, the, especially the 70s, I guess, it was always turmoil be, between... Uh, Iran and the U.S. And to think back and look what's going on now, it is a awesome move of God. And who would have thought back then, I was not a Christ follower. So it's like, you know, how's this going to end? I mean, this is going to end uh, terribly, but it looks like God knew a lot more than uh, all of <laughs> us, right? And uh, here Iran is experiencing revival of sorts. And I love too how you say that it seems to be the young people. Isn't that always how it is? Do you see the snowball effect happening? And, and and can you, in your ministry, even keep up with that?
4: No, it's hard. The demand is high. And uh, what we are doing, just scratching the surface, that's why I'm asking our friends and uh, churches, uh, Christians in the West, would you pray and would you get involved? The nation is ready for salvation. Let's not miss that opportunity. Iranians by millions have rejected Islam. You know, I'm, I used to make this wow. statement that Iran is no longer an Islamic nation. I, I did it the last four or five years. And people would say, are you crazy? What are you <laughs> talking about? Just Google it. In Google, you get 98% of Iranians are Muslims. And I would say no, because I'm in touch with Iran every day. As you know, we have a 24-7 satellite broadcast. We go over the heads of the mullahs into people's homes. And the signal comes from the sky. The government cannot do anything. So we are in touch with people. And I knew mm. that Iranians have rejected Islam. But now I have a proof. Now nobody can challenge me anymore. There was a scientific research study two years ago. They asked over 50,000 Iranians, what do you believe? You know, that that's a large number. Yeah. And can you believe it? Less than one third said, we believe in Islam, less than one-third. Hmm. Another one-third said, the religion is not, not relevant to my life. Either God does not exist or is not important in my life. And another one-third, they were looking all over the place for the Lord. They were looking at hmm. Eastern religions, Christianity, New Age, everywhere but Islam. Islam is done in Iran. Islam has experienced its greatest defeat in its history in Iran. People of Iran know what Islam is. They experienced it 40 years, and knowingly, they are rejecting it. It's not an emotional overnight decision. It took them 40 years. So Iran will never go back to Islam. Wow.
2: Mm. Now, uh, talk about what you guys with Iran Alive are doing. You said you you get the satellite broadcasts that are going into the homes. You have weekly church services. You have a discipleship school. Talk about what you guys are doing there in Iran.
4: Well, thanks for asking. Because when I say Christian broadcast, people in the West they have this image of like a TV evangelist (laughs) and uh, questionable teachings and maybe practices. No, no, this is a Christian channel. We deliver church services to the privacy of people's homes. We have live live prayer meetings every week. We have teaching classes. We model how to do. A church service or a house church, how how to study the Bible. So it is a tool to not just evangelize, but to equip the people, the Christians in Iran. As you know, the, the uh, churches are closed in Iran and even attending a house church is dangerous in Iran. Yeah, so yeah. for millions of Christians, we estimate over a million uh, believers. That's a, that's a minimal up to three, four millions, but for most of the Christians in Iran, we are their church. And they look up to us. We encourage them. We teach them. So this channel, some people think, oh, just broadcast. No, broadcasting is just a start. It's mm-hmm. just one-way communication. Now they come back through social media. We made a, we make a two-way relationship communication. We teach them online, train uh, uh, online, and we identify great leaders online and we spend time one-on-one small groups online and we are training the future leaders of Iran.
1: That's so good. Dr. Sherat, Iran alive. I love that because yes, as you said, in the West, it's an evangelist gets up and preaches and people respond and then, you know, and then what, but you guys are uh, in there and shepherding and building and looking for leaders. Because I bet there's no way you can really quantify how many house churches there are in Iran, probably more than you would imagine, right? Uh, exactly. Nobody knows how many Christians are in Iran.
4: And nobody knows how many house churches are in Iran. But one thing I hear consistently from believers in Iran, you don't know what you're doing. Hmm. This channel, this ministry, they say you don't know. You have such a great impact. They are telling me our leaders are Christians in Iran. They're saying when I tell them, uh, let me let me share. This. this is a little bit funny. In the West, they ask me how many Christians are in Iran. I say I don't know. Maybe nobody knows. One third, one million, two million, three million. They said really, one million, two million believers in Iran, Muslim background. I say yes. I said no. Come on, Hormoz, you are exaggerating. <laughs> So, But when I say the same to our leaders in Iran, when I tell the leaders, you know, oh, I think there are two million believers in Iran, Muslim background. You know what our leaders in Iran say? They say, oh, Pastor Ormos, why are you downplaying what the Lord is doing? Wow. There are so many. They say we run into Christians randomly on streets in the, the stores. We just start sharing the gospel with people, and many times they're already Christians. Wow. So there are many out there. Nobody knows, but my belief is over 3 million.
2: Hmm. Uh, folks have uh, have been watching, and they're like, oh, I'm excited about this. How can they get involved? You, I mean, obviously, they can go to the website, iranalive.org. And you said they can pray. How else can folks get involved with you?
4: Yes, uh, there are uh, several ways. Uh, practically, you know, we have a 24-7 channel, and we invite pastors Uh, teachers who, uh, you know, record their programs or those who produce Christian programming to join us. We have time slots and some Christians, some uh, ministries have joined us by doing this. They buy airtime from us. It's cheap, relatively cheap. It's cheaper, you know, with one mission trip, the expense of one mission trip, you can broadcast on our channel for the whole year, every week, have your slot. And reach out to millions of people. We have over 20 years. We have gathered millions of viewers. And you have access to them. Come and preach to them. We have done the work. We have spent 20 some years. And millions of dollars. To connect with millions of people. Now it's your turn. Come help disciple a nation. They are so hungry. They are so hungry. Dan and Rick. Uh, the hunger in Iran is so supernatural. People are hungry for the word of God. They sit and watch. They memorize. Let me show you this uh, this story. Uh, there was this uh, woman called, and it was after the, the show, and I was talking to her, and I was so impressed by her knowledge. Uh, we talked, and for every topic we talked, she was reciting Bible verses from memory. Hmm. And we talked about Christian marriage, We talked about persecution, and she shared how uh, persecution is good for a Christian, backed up by several verses recited by memory. So after a few minutes, I I felt I'm I'm kind of jealous. She knows more Bible verses than I do. And her worldview was so mature, so biblical. I said, some of my elders don't have that, you know. So after 20 minutes, I asked her, okay, I'm really enjoying. I have to go. I have a meeting, but would you tell me why you called? She said, I called because I need a Bible. I don't have a Bible. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> and what? You're a walking Bible. How do you know all these verses? And this is what she said. She said, I watch your programs and watch those American pastors who broadcast on your program. I take notes. And when you use a verse and when they use a verse, I write it down and I memorize it and I do it. I obey it. Hmm. And that's why she was so mature. And I ask you, how, how long have you been a Christian? She said, just a little bit over a year. Wow. I was about wow. we talk about miracles and signs and wonders. Sometimes uh, we talk about just healings and appearance of Jesus, which happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. But don't you think? This hunger is also a supernatural work of God. Yeah, it's, it's the work of the Holy Spirit.
1: Wow. That is so good. That is so encouraging to all of us uh, to see what God is doing. Doc, thank you for what you and your team do. Uh, org is a great place to go to pray, uh, give, and uh, see what you can do to uh, help disciple and see what God is doing in Iran. Doc, we'd love to talk to you again. Have a good one. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Crowley. And I'm you. Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Watch.